Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We are a real-life couple. Real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Naomi and I are on pins and needles waiting for the, you know, we're, when we're recording this, waiting for the Johnny Depp <laughs> results to come in. Verdict? Yeah, I'm waiting for the results. I'm waiting for my test results. I mean, besides, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Naomi, I'm, I'm very curious do you understand stan culture at all? Because as far as I understand, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp is just an actor that was in a bunch of pirate movies and like some decent movies back in the day. Yep. And I don't understand. Besides the fact that I, I'm pretty sure he's paid some kind of publicist to, <laughs> to ring his name out on the internet. I don't understand stan culture. I don't either. For anything. For any, any right, person. Right, right, of course. Musician just, or, I mean, there's there's people I'm fans of. Sure. I love pavement. 
But if you called Steve Malkmus a dick online, I would ignore it. Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, you should be lucky to type the name Stephen Malkmus. <laughs> I ought to find out where you live and cut your Achilles tendon, hide under your car. Cut your Achilles tendon when you go to your Andy, don't your give these stands any ideas. I just it's don't understand. I'm like, if you would, uh, literally, if someone attacked you online, I would just mute them. Well, sometimes you come to my defense, but and only tell me don't. That's true. And then I tell you, please don't get involved. Don't give them an ounce of attention. That's very, very true. <laughs> listeners, you're you're younger than us. Please, someone explain this to you're us. You're younger than us. I think there are listeners who are our age and older. That's true. That is also true. But I think we also have a number of That's younger true. listeners. We did find out that we had a 22-year-old Patreon. <laughs> and you know, and I've been reeling from that news ever since. <laughs> So yes, please. If you are if you are a teenager, if you're in your twenties, please explain to us <laughs> how you can love an artist so much you will attack people for them. Right. In online. Exactly. <sighs> because I'm baffled. I'm old and baffled. Andy, do we have any fun updates? <laughs> we have uh, Or fup dates, as I like to call them. Go on. Fun update. <laughs> fup date. That was the okay. worst portmanteau okay. I've okay. ever I love you deeply. Yep. yep. Yep, but that's the worst portmanteau I've ever heard. And you know what? I appreciate your honesty. Do you remember someone calling in uh, on the uh, the Danielle Pinnock episode where uh, they were they were getting ghosted? Yes, got an update from them. Hi, this is uh, Layla, my alias Layla, um, who called with a question about ghosting. Um, I was so happy and surprised to hear you guys get to it. Um, thank you so much. Uh, it had been months since I talked to that person <laughs> at that point. He actually ended up um, sasquatching and reappearing, um, and it was a mess. It was a big mess. Um, so it was a really awkward story involving mushrooms, and I don't need to get into it. But that person is not in my life, um, and uh, I'm actually calling – not for that story. Um, I'm calling because I just listened to your latest episode um, where your wonderful guest was talking about setting boundaries with uh, his mother and how to set boundaries explicitly. And um, they couldn't remember uh, where they had learned this, but I immediately recognized um, that discussion about boundaries from this psychiatrist or psychologist Nedra Glover-Tawab, who uh, has an amazing Instagram where she lays out how to set boundaries really easily in bullet points. Her book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, changed my life and my understanding of how to deal with my relationships and also how to set boundaries for myself. So kind of to tie it into that horrible story of the ghost class Sasquatch, um, I really did a lot of thinking about how to... Uh, set boundaries with people and also how to stick to my own boundaries when people try and cross them. So, yeah, uh, I hope your listeners check that out. There's a lot of faux wellness people on Instagram, but she's the real thing, and I've just found a lot of help from her. So thank you guys for all you do. Say hi to the animals. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Okay, this was gorgeous. I do need you to know that I'm still stuck on the phrase Sasquatch. <laughs> someone Sasquatched. And they returned. I love that. Yes. I think that's amazing. 
Gosh, now that's hip and cool. See, this is what we get from our younger <laughs> listeners. Freezes like Sasquatch because that's real. But also Instagram psychologists. <laughs> I do like that they're like, most of them are frauds. This one's not. Exactly, exactly. So thank you so much for giving us that update as well as that suggestion. Oh, you're both you're both receiving and giving. Plus. Mm, mm, update number two. This is from Colton's episode. All right. Do you remember someone called up there like they introduced two of their friends? Yes, and now the friends are hanging out. And now the friends are hanging out. And that's why I and never introduce feel, friends. And they feel left out. Yeah. Hey, Naomi and Andy. This is an update to a previous question you played. And also, I really like the podcast, but I feel like you guys are fucking with me. The first time I asked a question on the podcast, it was answered by Langston Kerman, who I definitely have a crush on. And the second question I asked got answered by Colton Haynes, who my teenage self had a huge crush on. So um, I'm just feeling a lot right now. But I just wanted to give a quick update because uh, more of a thank you, because all of your advice was exactly what I did. Um, I just did it on my own <laughs> um, because the I know the voicemails get delayed. When I first asked, it was winter. Now it's summer. I did a lot of therapy and inner work, and I'm just happy to say that um, I pretty much followed all of your advice. I found better connections that were more in tune with what I wanted, close to me. I decided to let go after venting to every um, close friend and family member I have about the situation, and um, really just started to focus more on what I wanted in my life. And um, actually, next week, I have lunch plans with both of those girls uh, separately just to see if maybe I can reconnect with the individual because my real issue um, at the end of the day with connections is that I often lose them because, uh, much like Andy, I'm afraid that people don't actually want to talk to me or just assume that they don't. And I just want to tell any other maybe socially awkward listeners or unconfident listeners, but that's probably not the case. If someone has made an effort to hang out and talk with you in the past, it's worth just hitting them up again, and you'll kind of get your answer as to whether or not you can keep that connection going. But, um, yeah, don't stop trying, and thank you guys so much um, for your help. Appreciate it, and love the podcast. And I'm going to stop asking questions, and hopefully I can just keep listening. (laughs) I'm done, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. Wow, repeat questioner. That does feel beautiful. And to have two crushes answer your questions? Is that something we can tout? You know, if you ask a question, it might be answered by someone you had a crush on. Maybe answered by a celebrity crush. Think about that. (laughs) So you got to keep calling. You got to keep writing. You got to keep writing. You got to keep calling. You got to subscribe to the Patreon. That's another thing. I was going to say, you can do you guys if you enjoy this beautiful introductory banter imagine 45 minutes of this <laughs> twice a month twice a month because for five dollars that's what you get when you join our page honey two bonus episodes we get into it we're spilling tea we're talking about behind the scenes we're pulling back the sick curtain of showbiz it's all happening so if you want to check it out you can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod now I, gr- I granted i just asked you to sign up for the patreon but i have another thing to ask you if you live in Los Angeles, I will be doing my very first uh, show at Largo, like my own show, as opposed to just being on other people's shows. Yes, Largo is our favorite, favorite venue in all the world. It is wonderful. And yes, you do have to wear a mask there. Part of why I love it. <laughs> but the show is called Naomi Perrigan Makes Friends Thursday, June 30th 
8.30 p.m. We are coming through. I am bringing on comics who I love and who I want to be my friend, hence the title, Naomi at Perrigan Makes Friends. So it is going to be a wonderful lineup. I'm going to do some material. I'm going to try out some new stuff. It's going to be fresh, fun, and funky fresh. That's what I have to say. So again, you can go to LargoLA.com. Naomi at Perrigan Makes Friends, June 30th, 8.30 p.m. Now, is there anything else I need to talk about? One more thing. I want to put this out there. If you're an artist, we have some design needs. Mm. All right. If you want to send your portfolio and your rates to couplestherapypod at gmail.com, yes. uh, I, I will sift through and, and maybe we can find some listeners uh, to work with. Absolutely. Coming up with a, a little bit of merch. Yes. You know, that's pa- paid. Yes, it would be paid. When, no I one's rates, asked, when I said rates, it's because should, we would pay you that rate. Yes. You I, hope, I hope everyone knows that we're not looking yeah. for free labor from people, it's, especially us. If, if there's one, <laughs> if there's one podcast duo that is not looking for free labor, it is us. It is us. It is us. Uh, except from our guests. <laughs> <laughs> Very good segue. But today we have a wonderful episode. This was somebody I was legit like geek to talk to. We are here. You've already heard his dulcet tones, honey. Bob the Drag Queen. Yes, Bob, winner of season eight of Drag Race, comedian, actor, co-host of the HBO show. We're here. I mean, everywhere you could be, Bob. Okay, <laughs> this is huge for us. This is a real, what I call a real get. Yes, and, and it's such a funny way that it came about. I You'll know. Hear about it You'll episode. hear all about how this came to be. I believe that this was a gift from a listener, and it's a gift that keeps on giving. So without further ado, babies, roll it. Bob, we have to get into, first of all, how this came to be. All right, we need to shout out Noah, your dear friend Noah, yes. who sent yes. an email. And Noah, the Machiavelli of podcasts, <laughs> behind the scenes manipulating the master of whispers. <laughs> yes, Noah is, is, is a dear friend of mine from the Bay Area. Do you know Noah? Do Noah just. No. It, it, he listens. <laughs> he's li- a fan of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, listen to the podcast. We all know Noah personally. Yeah, no, Noah. Um, Noah uh, was was visiting me recently from the Bay Area, and was like, "You you need to be on Naomi's podcast." <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, "Okay." He was, it, it, but he was persistent. Like he, like every time we talk, he's like, "Have you reached out to?" <laughs> have you reached out to Naomi about being on the podcast? And I was like, "You know, I have not. I got to be honest with you, Noah. I have not." <laughs> But Noah did the legwork, honey. Yeah, Noah is now truly. a producer. Truly a producer, getting credits. Thank you for doing the Lord's work, Noah. Working in casting. <laughs> <laughs> now, does Noah do that a lot with you? Like, you need to do X, Y, or Z? Or was it? Or was this a, a special occasion? This has never happened with Noah. I mean, with the occasional, you got to try this restaurant. No, not even that. Noah's never... Gone this hard on for anything that I mean, he and I like we go to concerts together and stuff, and we hang out. But this is the most I've ever seen Noah this passionate about anything. (laughs) It was very interesting. Wow, are you like that? Are you in general? If a friend says something to you, like you have to do X, Y, or Z, you're like, okay, sure. If a friend does that to me, my immediate response is, I'm not doing that. Like, (laughs) like you don't tell me what to do. It depends on what it is. If it's like, if it's like trying food i'll try the but if it's if it's work stuff i'm like i'm probably not i'm probably not gonna look into that but i also i'm really bad at scheduling my biggest downfall my only weakness is scheduling (laughs) i can't schedule myself i've i've been notoriously bad at it my for my whole life I, i i double book myself all the time and 
I I was just like I it, it, this sounds like correspondence and emails and I'm I'm not I don't have the ability to to get into all of that. Um so sure it's a so, gross world impinging on our freedoms. <laughs> the world of business. Oh, see, I just don't like like I have a hard time and maybe it's because my emotions rule me, but it's like I can't tell you how I'm gonna feel in two weeks. I can't honestly tell you that I'm gonna be able to show up for something. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm pretty, if, if, if it's in my schedule, I will show up. But it, it, getting it in my schedule yes. is pretty is pretty tough. And I really, you know what I actually hate? I hate uh, meeting with people for food. I hate meeting for lunch. Mm. I hate meeting for dinner. Because, like, what if I get there and the conversation is not great? We are now tied yep. to the time constraints of the food. Whereas if I just meet you for a walk, I can leave at any point and it is acceptable. <laughs> now, if I'm eating you for food and I leave before the entrees are there, oh my, God, what a monster. <laughs> well, you can't call for the check early. You're a monster. But if we're meeting for coffee, I can I can decide I'm finished with my coffee at any point and just get up and leave and say a very pleasant goodbye. <laughs> but how do you, okay, how do you, I am very bad, even at parties, oh, I'm yeah. bad at disentangling myself. Yeah. And before the pandemic started, I actually would go to parties and practice this, but I'm bad at disentang like because I get in a lot of boring conversations because I can't just be like, okay, I gotta go. I don't care about you. Also, I don't care about 401ks. I'm sorry that you are, that this is <laughs> occupying your mind. I don't really, I don't find that interesting. But you present Obviously, white and boring, and so you attract other boring whites, right? And so what there happens is. is we'll be in some place, and then some other some other gentleman, yes. Thinks Andy is gonna be his friend this evening. Yes, and it and turns out I'm off white and an iconoclast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know what? What I but I also get um, I get the really extravagant people coming up. I mean, like I like people come up to me and I think they feel like they have to really be over the top so people will walk up to me and be like yes honey <laughs> yes bitch. and i'm like this is th you're coming in real hot yeah yeah, so, yeah. in order to get myself this like i disentangled i i have a few lines that i say one of them is i'm not good at small talk i just say up front i'm really not good at small talk and that will either they'll either go you know what me either and they'll leave or sometimes i just full-on say i'm gonna go now I'll just say that. Nice I'm gonna, I'm go. I, but but I don't make an excuse like like that's the thing when you, when you get off the phone and you say like I have to if you say like oh I I have a thing I have to go that's a lie you don't have a thing right but if you just say I have to go they know it's just not talking so they, they they're not gonna try to call you when the thing's over you just uh -huh. say I'm gonna go now and they say yes I said no I don't have anything I'm just I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go my mom does this thing Southern women do this thing where they um they say um. Let's say, well, I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. Like, 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 like. As but the truth is, she wants to leave, uh -huh. but she makes it seem like I want to leave. I've been like, well, I want to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hold you up. Oh, I love it though. That's my preferred. Uh -huh. That I'm gonna let you go. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna let you live. And then I just like I like to do that because then you do feel like, and then maybe they're like, oh, ha ha ha, but it's like, oh no no, I'm actually leaving now. I got to ask, is that a confidence? Because that seems to be like to say that I'm going to go now. That's confidence that I don't have <laughs> because that just and I'm wondering, is that does that predate drag? Because 
to me to do drag, the one time I was on a uh, a show out here called Game Show, G A Y M E Game Show, and I had to do a lip sync. It was very obvious that my <laughs> lack of confidence. Uh, shown through my inability to sing Aretha Franklin's respect. Well, also too, he was like, "Wait a minute, there's so many more words than R E S P E C T." Right. Do you I know what I mean? Like he was like yeah. outside right. of the. There are four verses. There's four verses before you get to. Yeah, what that you course. want, baby? I got it. What you need, you know, I got it. And all I'm asking is for a little rest. And then give it to me. Second 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 to me. Yes. Yes. So okay. Anyway, I'm just saying that that my lack of of brashness and confidence shown through in that moment and i'm wondering if this is something that predates drag or if it is a confidence that you gained through drag i think i gained it through age quite frankly you know i used to be a real people pleaser when i was younger Mm -hmm. an absurd people pleaser And (laughs) and i don't mean just a little bit like to a weird degree my my need to be liked was so severe and crippling yeah that it permeated everything i did and i mean mm-hmm. everything i did and i think I'd, oh i think i think for me what it was, was actually living in new york city mm-hmm. it was uh getting older um and new york city will, will harden you i lived in new york city for 12 years mm-hmm. and it really just changed it changed me i think for the better um and and I, I get now why people say New Yorkers aren't rude, they're just direct. Yes. You know what I mean? Are. Thank you very and, and much. She's from and, and I and I and I are you from Harlem? Yeah, and I yes. and I and I learned how to be much more direct. You, you know, you learn it's really funny because the New Yorkers aren't me. If you if you want to sh- see how nice a New Yorker is, let me tell you, no one ever tell no one tells you this. No one tells you this secret about New York City. <laughs> New Yorkers love, and I mean they love to give you directions. <laughs> they love telling you You're gonna say that. that they love telling you how to get somewhere on the train. And you ask one person how to get to Times Square, that person are telling you, and then someone else will chime in. No, 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 no. Listen to me. You gotta take, <laughs> yeah. you gotta get off at, listen to me, trust me, get off at 96th Street and get on the, the express train, the yes. two. And then I would say, no, no, no. You're only saving yourself like three minutes. If you stay on the <laughs> one, if you stay on the one, there's more seats. You can sit down. You're only yes. gonna get to Times Square three minutes later. You're gonna have a much more comfortable ride. The two train is way too crowded. The one makes more <laughs> I mean, they, they will f- climb over each other to give you instructions or directions on how to get somewhere. And that's how you know New Yorkers really are nice. They just don't have time for, for niceties and, and bullshit. Yes. I think especially to that when, you know, in the world where now, of course, or I mean, what, the last 10 years, the trains are never doing what they're supposed to do, right? So oh, yeah. that's the other thing, too. We're like, uh-uh, don't take that because actually it's not even stopping there. So listen exactly. to me and you want to take this over here. <laughs> like That is like what my about, thing. One of my favorite New York City moments ever was – um. Uh, are you, so you, are you are you like from New York, like yeah, from yeah. from Harlem? Yep. Uh, on the one train, I will never forget this. Uh, this was one of my favorite moments. I think of, of my whole life I've ever experienced. Uh, it was this woman on the one train. They make it out. She goes, "This one train is making express stops to 96th Street." I repeat, this one train is making express stops to 96th Street. But the way she started was she goes, attention all passengers, attention all passengers. If you're reading a book, stop reading. (laughs) If you are having a conversation, please pay attention. If you are sitting next to somebody with headphones on, tap them on the shoulder. Because I don't want nobody to be able to say they did not hear this message. And I was thinking to myself, that was a note she got from management. Like people were said they didn't. She she goes, no one will ever be able. And you know, she recorded herself. She was like, no one will ever be able to say that I did not make this announcement ever again. 
<laughs> like she's reading. She wrote it out in script form. She's reading lines in the mirror. Attention all passengers. Well, no, you know what it is? Because she know that when that train stops, she don't want nobody coming to her little window yelling at her. She goes, I said to listen. I don't exactly. want to hear it from you Fun right fact, now. by the way. Fun fact, people don't know about this. If you, uh, if you wait on the subway platform, there is a, a bar like above of your head and it's got stripes on it that is always where the train conductor stops so if you if you want to be safe yes. you go by the bars but also fun fact every stop the conductor opens the door opens their little window and they point at the thing and they close the window and once you notice that you cannot unsee it they always open their window they point at the bar they close it and they keep moving i i, I don't know why they do it but they Every conductor does it. They just are like, here we are, letting you know that this is where I am. And then it's probably like, probably because there's a camera pointing at that spot, and they probably uh, there's also where the cameras are, and you have to maybe point so you know the train's not running on auto. They know oh. that you're paying attention, <laughs> that you're awake, who that knows? you're working. Wait, maybe it's also a thing like if someone, if like that's a uh, uh, one of those. Uh, things where they take over the train, like a terrorist takes over the train, <laughs> they wouldn't know to stop and point. Uh, but I ruined it by saying it on this podcast. Now everyone knows. <laughs> now everyone's going to do it. God <laughs> damn it. Okay. Well, we talk about the New York years, though. Was, was Also, that like- what can a terrorist do with a train besides make everyone late? Like, <laughs> like you can't jump the tracks and go... <laughs> And That's go true. somewhere. It's like I was trying. Sorry, I was I was stuttering because I was trying to think of the movie. Was it Taking a Pelham One Two Three, where they take over the train? Yes. Yes. That's what are they doing? What do they do with the, the the train though? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen <laughs> well, it. Well, I think they probably tried. Right? They have someone trying to do that thing where you like change the tracks, right, and like get it to go in a different direction. But then it's like you need somebody else doing that. Like you need somebody, like an inside man, an outside man, somebody in the station, somebody on the track. It's but it's also a train. It can only go where the tracks go. Like you can't take the train on the highway. Like where can, you can only go within the system of the MTA. So where are you going to go with this? Unless you take the Metro North. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or New Jersey Transit. Go south. New Jersey. There it is. Yeah. And there you have it. Go to Bergen County. <laughs> oh, God. Well, then you're on your own. No one cares. Like, take it. But now, your New York years, you said 12 years. Was that like your 20s? Like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I moved there when I was 22, and I moved out when I was 33, 34. Okay. How, wait, do y'all, do y'all live in New York right now? No, we're in L.A. 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 Yeah. Gang, gang, gang. That's <laughs> what we say every day when we walk outside. <laughs> um, was New York, obviously, yeah, you said you learned, you know, to kind of be more direct. But was that also then a, a dating playground for you? Is New York where you really just started to go about town and take lovers, as I like to say. I mean, it was a fucking playground. There was very little dating. Much much more fucking than there was dating. I actually actually have only ever had two boyfriends, and they are both still my boyfriends. I have have no exes. What? Wait, how? So wait, so you went right from just like hooking up to two boyfriends? Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. That feels like a lot. That's really going in terms of um, romantic responsibility, right? Because you go from the hooking up, which is like, all right, see you never or whatever, to now like, I am now going to show up for two people. Well, when I first uh, when I first got to New York City, I I really was one of those people who was in my twenties, but like, um, you know, they say youth is wasted on the young, Mm -hmm. and I was a prime example of that because I spent my entire twenties thinking I was fat when i wasn't thinking i was ugly when i wasn't mm-hmm. thinking i was unattractive when i wasn't 
Um, I spent a lot of my time feeling that way, and, and it exuded. It, it, it showed on the outside as well. And then I, as I got older, I started getting more confident, and maybe maybe people just more into you know, as maybe maybe as I got older, I started uh, giving off a different vibe, and people were into that more because I started feeling more confident in myself. You start caring less. You just care less. Yeah. As you get older as well, um, and then I think in the midst of that. Um, I started being a little more promiscuous gal, as uh, Nelly Furtado would say. <laughs> um, and then, you know, um, so and, and then I, I, I met this guy named Jacob in the Bay Area while I was there uh, doing a gig. And um, and then he and I started dating when I moved to the Bay Area to uh, to work on a, a play I was doing there. Are you wearing Warby Parkers? Yes. I have those same glasses. I literally have those exact glasses. We're good people. We we bought glasses for someone who needed them. We're good we, people, you and I. We did. We did it. Sorry. That, that distracted me. Sorry. I, wait, I have Warby Parkers too. I'm just wearing my contacts now. No. The Warby count. Parker contacts. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so 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 me and Jacob have been dating for five, about five years now. And then I met Ezra um, about uh, almost three years ago. It'll be three years in October. Okay, okay. But when you and Jacob got together, was it an open relationship in the first place? Yeah, from the from the oh, from okay. the get. Okay, okay. Yeah, from the get. Do you two have an open relationship? No. The thing, and this is the thing, is like, how do you not feel jealous, and how do you like trust people? Because yeah. that's not something we do. Right. We have problems. <laughs> we have problems with jealousy and trust in general. <laughs> well, I think people think that uh, I, that people in open relationships or who are polyamorous are somehow impervious to those feelings when it's not true. I experience jealousy all the time. I yeah. I get jealous with my friends. Yeah. I get jealous yeah. when my friends have when my friends hang out and I'm not there. Yes, exactly. Get, <laughs> that's exactly it. But it doesn't stop me from being their friends. I can still be their friends. You know what I mean? So I I mean, if anything, I get jealous sometimes. When my partner, because me and my partners, we look very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm dating a Mexican guy and a Jewish guy, um, and we we just look very different. So sometimes I get very jealous if my partners hook up with someone that I want to hook up with, and um, <laughs> but that person's not into me. And I'm like, man, that must be nice. Must be <laughs> not my okay, partner. Wow, wow, <laughs> this is gorgeous twins. Anyway, I'm like, I'm like, must be nice, like. And um, but but I realized that my our love for each other really uh, goes beyond that feeling. And it's OK to be jealous sometimes. You can be jealous of your partner outside of relationship stuff. You know, yes. me and my partner yeah. Ezra had a conversation a while because Ezra's also an entertainer. And he was saying uh, in the beginning of our relationship that he was very jealous of me because of because of my success. Um, and. And I think that, you know, but but we're still able to be, we, we talk through it, we communicate, and we're able to um, figure out how to uplift each other. Right. Right. Yeah. But, okay, so here's the thing, though. The thing, like, let's go back to the friends thing, right? If my <laughs> friends hang out without me, it's just a little, little tiny grain, a little <laughs> molecule of resentment <laughs> that yeah. gets stuck in my heart. And I do, I'm in therapy, I do work, I do work to like, to, to flush the grain, the molecule out of my system, right? But sometimes, sometimes. An emotional like a, douche, if you will. <laughs> an emotional exactly. douche, yes. But sometimes, like a, uh, like a pearl, a pearl of resentment forms, 
like mm. like a clam, like in a clam, the clam uh-huh. of my heart. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right, and and then it just keeps growing, and and the pearl becomes bigger. So I'm at, I'm wondering. I'm intrigued that you call it a pearl because pearls have value. And I don't know what value this resentment has. I think it. I think it's it's. I think this is more like a tumor than it is than a pearl. You you have emotional polyps. You have polyps of resentment. It's uh-huh. a polyp. I don't know. If they're pearls of resentment. Yeah. But the thing is. In my experience, whenever you, um, I, I learned this in um, in some groups I go to, you know, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping mm-hmm. someone else dies. Mm-hmm. It really does. It does not. And I don't want to sound, I'm not enlightened, but <laughs> as someone who, who had a lot of resentments for a lot of people, my dad growing up, yep. <laughs> I realized that me resenting my dad and not talking to him about it, it only hurts me. It, it has right. no bearing on him. No effect on him whatsoever. It's just me hating my father and yeah. carrying that with me everywhere I go. But whenever I talk to my dad about these things, the resentment is less and less and less. Hmm. But I'm also not afraid of confrontation. I am genuinely not afraid to confront people um, at all. Or I'm not afraid wow. of having awkward conversations. So I'd rather have an awkward conversation about about you hooking up with that person I also wanted to hook up with. Um <laughs> And, and, and honestly, I realized I'm like, I'll just ask you about it. What was it like? And maybe I can live vicariously through you <laughs> in that moment. What do they do? Do they do this? Were they good at that? Oh, that's so good. That's a great story. Thank you for telling me. I love you so much. You know? <laughs> but now, though, considering that you had not had relationships before, to go into an open one off, off, up top, right? Like out the gate, was that, did you, did you have any hesitation to start? Or were you kind of like, almost in a way, this is a good way to start a relationship because it doesn't come with the same we have to be the same boundaries the yeah, same like yeah. each other's everything yeah you know i didn't i just i didn't want to change up what i was doing i didn't want to have to be a different person i didn't want to stop like i like having sex with lots of people and i didn't want to have to change that and i didn't want i didn't want to have to i didn't want to have to sacrifice you I, I don't feel like you should have to sacrifice to be with someone to be happy i mean we all sacrifice right. certain things but like you know part of this started can we get graphic on this podcast always yeah. So I used to, um, like, I had a summer fling with this guy a long time ago, and he and his boyfriend broke up, and I was I was his summer summer fun. And um, and he asked me, I asked him, like, why they broke up, and he, you know what he told me? He said because his boyfriend wouldn't eat his ass, and they were in a closed relationship. So he was thinking oh, to himself, so this means... You won't do this. You just you just flat out won't do this for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not allowed to go looking for it anywhere else. Huh. So I just don't get to have my ass eaten. Right. And you won't do it for me. And you said I can't look for it anywhere else. And we're committed to each other. So for the foreseeable future that we're together, I just just I just don't get to have this ever again. Right. And he was like, and that's not a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went out, and then I think him and his partner realized that that um, it's not that serious. Just let your partner go get his ass eaten by someone else, <laughs> right. so that you can both be happy. Right, right, right. Like it's not. It's not like you want. It's like you didn't even want to do it anyway. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Yes, it, yes. It's, 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 it's like with a thing like those couples who who um who have to watch TV shows together, but they're but like it's okay if you watch TV shows together. But if I'm like I don't want to watch Abbott Elementary and I do, right. and it's like so now can I not now can I not watch Abbott Elementary <laughs> because you don't want to watch it? You know what I mean? Let me go watch Abbott Elementary on my own, and and you and I can watch you know the other shows that we watch together. Exactly, exactly. Right. I think that would be our version of of 
getting your ass eaten. Right. You could go watch Ozark without me. Right. I want nothing to do with that life. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, but there are there are those certain things where it's just like I don't want to say deal breakers because I don't want to sound like a like Thirty Rock. No, but yeah, it's but the, it's, the deal breaker where you're like, where it's just like it's like. So what do you expect me to do? Just live my life without this thing that uh, is meaningful or like erotic to me for well, the rest of my life? Well, but it's also like too where it's like, okay, if you and I are on the same page with so many other things in the scheme of kind of what connects to people, mm-hmm. this activity should not be, I mean, like, because as you said, if this is something you don't even want to do, so it's like, it's not even like I'm experiencing some special intimacy you want with someone else. Because this yeah. is not something you even want to partake in. So it's like almost like I'm going to get a massage, but that massage is going to be to my butthole with somebody else's mouth. Yeah. You and know, I'll and, come and, home and, and I'll see you later. <laughs> and, and I ate his asshole that entire summer. For a whole <laughs> summer, I ate his ass. And he went back to his, his partner. They, they, they're back together now. Um, <laughs> but then, but, and I think they, they, they've probably figured things out. I haven't asked them too many questions about their relationship since then. But, um, I think that they that they learn something about each other and about intimacy and about what it means and you know I think sex is important but also like kind of not like I think that we we grow up giving yeah. it I think we give it away mm-hmm. too much gravity like it's like every time you have sex with someone it's like it's, it's there are times where it's really important and there's a time where it's just like a fun thing that you just did with a stranger yeah now, maybe I'm too left maybe I'm too. <laughs> liberal but i'm like sometimes sex is literally just a fun thing you did with a stranger and that's and you don't ever have to see that person again and that's just and sometimes sex is a thing you do with a friend of yours maybe it's a friend of yours and you actually aren't dating you're just friends who sometimes hook up together i have i have scenarios like that as well you know what it is though but because you say like sometimes it's not that deep i agree that sometimes it's not that deep but i know for me it is like what i figured i was like i don't know how to like not care because like mm. even if I don't want to date you, I want you to want to date me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I like I and I learned that I was like, oh, I don't know how to be chill. Because yeah. you know, I grew up on Sex in the City, and I was like, I'm gonna be a young lady in New York running the streets. And then it was like literally like, will you marry me immediately? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, do you want to marry him? No, but I want him to want to <laughs> marry me. I want you. I want you to. I want you, you to want, want me. me. Exactly. And and that that does make sense, and I, and I think you know it's different strokes for different folks. Right, different people right. have different needs and desires. Some people have there are people who have no sexual desires, but they have romantic inclinations. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and let's say you're in a relationship with someone, and you 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 can't keep you can't always keep the same sex drive at the same time. What if you're in a relationship with someone who's just like feeling down or depressed and they still love you and they want to be with you, but they just do not want to have sex? Yeah, Andy, they how do you deal like... with that? <laughs> how do you deal with that every day? I Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> that like, it's not like we don't. Right, right, right. But I know it's like, but no, but it's, I mean, we've been together 12 years, very open. You know, I'm sex negative, Bob. <laughs> sex <laughs> negative. Where I'm just like, not that I'm, I'm not really, but I do think, yeah, it's not my primary, what I've said in the pod a lot is like, it's just not my primary mode of feeling connected to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so when it's like, when I think about what I want or what I'm looking for at any given time, it's much more like, you know, Andy paid off one of my credit cards and I never felt so aroused. You know what I mean? I never <laughs> felt so loved. And it was like, that's what I needed in that moment. <laughs> but that makes sense. You know, and, and if, if I was having a, a, a moment where I just didn't feel like having sex for, I'm tired, I don't feel good about my body, you know, my libido's down for whatever reason, 
I would want my partner to to be able to get that from somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. that feels imp- that feels important to me that my partner feels like they can um, still get their needs met, even even if I can't meet them. I, I can't be your everything. I cannot yeah. be your everything. I can't. I, <laughs> it's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. Yeah. 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 Do you think with this guy where you were his summer fling that you were so good at it? He's like, I got a lifetime. <laughs> Of ass eating in one summer, and now I can go back to my. <laughs> I you know I don't know you know I um I have no clue. I was actually really I was also really into him. He was he was one of the people. He was actually one of the first people I like tried to date, but he was still so in love with his ex that it just it wasn't going to work out. But it was just summer thing. So when it didn't work out, I wasn't like destroyed. I was like, well, that was that was fun. I, a few months of me feeling a little sad, and then I you know moved on really quickly. Um, and and we're still friends to this day. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he, he got his fill or maybe his, maybe, maybe his, he went back to his partner. And he was like, this is a non-negotiable and I want to be with you, but it is a non-negotiable and they figured it out. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like to think that you might've been the king of eating ass. All right. <laughs> so we're just going to say that that could just be a lifetime. Think about that. Judd Apatow. Are you listening? We got a new movie idea for you. <laughs> king of ass um, eating. Do you live with, um, one, either one of your boyfriends or do you live, I live with, with both of them? I live in oh, two places. Okay. We oh, both okay. live in we we, I, we both of my partners live in Hollywood, and I literally just go between literally every day, ping pong between the two homes. Okay, yeah. Well, that's nice. Two different apartments. Which parts of Hollywood? We're in Hollywood, <laughs> but our parts on the cusp. Are we're we Which which are you on the cusp near east. near um east? Yeah, I'm on the cusp near west. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm over, I'm over near Runyon Canyon okay. and Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where we want to yeah. be. I like the West Side. I like the action over there. But wait, were you were you hooking up at all back in Georgia, or did you just kind of wait to New York to like really kick things off? I mean, I was not celibate in Georgia. Um, <laughs> celibate, give a bit away. Um, <laughs> so I, I was hooking up in Georgia, but not as much as uh, I, I, I moved to New York City when I was twenty two. So I was pretty young. I was pretty young, and in, 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 I mean, my college years were there. I did have some college fun, mm-hmm. not as much as I should have, though. To be honest, not as much as I should have. And if you're in your twenties, yeah, if you're in your twenties, I'm telling you, you are hot. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you, you're probably as hot as you're ever gonna be. Yep, that's uh, probably the real tea. There, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a very few of us who, um, who do some sort of reverse fantasy. But if you're in your twenties. You are probably as hot as you are ever going to be because youth and beauty is such a powerful combination. The thing is, you might be beautiful forever, but you will not be young and young forever. (laughs) And youth and beauty is this like you have youth and beauty is a fucking superpower. You can do anything. You can get almost anything you want. And no one's telling you this because they don't need they don't want the young, beautiful people to find out that they could literally run the world if they wanted to off of youth and beauty (laughs) alone. Alone. But see, I think that's what has happened. I think that's exactly what an influencer is. That's somebody who is young and hot who said, yeah. can I have some free stuff? And what I would do in exchange is be young and hot with the stuff. That's what they found Literally. out. Because it's so true. Like, you know how sometimes, you know how Facebook used to be like nine years ago today, you know, your little memories? Yeah. There was this, It showed me some picture. And I said, God damn it. Look at how thin. And when, But at the time, I was like, I'm so fat. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I look at some picture and I say, "God damn it! If I knew 2008 was gonna be the peak, yeah, I've been out in these streets." Well, how old are you, Naomi? How old are you too? I am 38. I'm and how old are you? 43. 
I am 35. I'll be 36 in June. Oh my God, you're youthful. Just the baby, goo goo gaga. <laughs> um, and I and I and I, you know, I saw these pictures of me when I was in my 20s in New York City, in drag and out of drag, and being like, man, what a fucking smoking babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I would have hit on myself so hard. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh, oh yeah. But 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 I but maybe not because I because of because of where my confidence was at the time and how I felt at the time about myself, you know. Yeah, I remember yeah. I met this guy named um, I almost said his name, but I met this guy. I almost said his name. I almost said his full legal name. <laughs> his government oh my name. God. And he was this uh, this like ballet dancer, and I mean, yeah, I was. I don't think I've ever been more like he was so hot, mm-hmm. and I felt like he was so out of my league at the time, and um, I was just my nose was so wide open for him. I was so, I would I would do like any I would I, I made him his Halloween costume. <laughs> I did everything for him because I was just so fucking attracted to him. I used to braid his hair, like everything. I didn't even know how, I learned how to braid hair for this nigga. Like I oh my learned. God. I was obsessed. And you know what? He he was really into being um he, admiration was his like that's what attracted him, him to people. Mm-hmm. Like he liked being adored. Mm-hmm. He loved being desired. And if you desired him, he would find you desirable. And that uh-huh. was like, and the more you desired him, the more he would desire you. And I remember one time I took him to the to the bar. We were hanging out and I like went to go talk to a DJ and I came back and there was just like, I, it, I might be exaggerating my head, but it felt like like 10 older guys around him just being like, <laughs> you're so beautiful. You are so, and they were like touching his body. Oh my and like, God. They're all just like, you're like they were just. they at a museum? <laughs> I mean, honestly, they were just like, you're just, I have never seen anyone. So they were all just like, because he was letting them touch his body. And, and, and they were like old men touching his body. And they were like, this is fucking great. And and that was when I was like, this guy's got it figured out. Something about <laughs> like wanting people who want you, that is so next level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that the thing is, I would think I will say though to me too. People who are attracted to me are always halfway there. Okay, yeah. Like, I never like. I've never, you know, that idea of like <laughs> bad boys or guys who are assholes. I was like, no, like I don't like me, so I need one of us to like me. You know, yeah. like I can't <laughs> have you, you be shitty too. Like I, I was never attracted to somebody who was like who was a dick. I never person. understood the desire to have someone who I never understood hard to get. But if you play hard to get, I am immediately gone. Like I'm like, well, I assume you don't like me. All right, yes. I'll I'll go spend my time elsewhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I I I also love desire. The more someone likes me, the more I like them. And I, I I learned that lesson from my from my friend who whose name I I, I, I guess to say maybe it's, maybe it's, his name was Preston. His name was Preston. And he was beautiful. Beautiful Preston. I mean, beautiful, honestly, beautiful, beautiful his name Preston. would be Preston. You're like, his name was Barishnikov. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Slavly. <laughs> um, are you ready to get into some questions? Sure. I'm but do you have another question? I feel like you do. I see your brain moving. Uh, I, w- I got lost in the story. I uh, Sorry. What I imagined was like a, um, a, I was imagining at this club, a circle of like Harvey Firesteins kind of <laughs> encircling, encircling Preston and all just like rubbing their fingers on his abs. And I got lost in that image in my head. <laughs> Honestly, you're not wrong. So imagine Preston. Preston was like this, um, maybe like five nine, five eight, so like average height, 
but was a ballet dancer. So had a body that right. was just like absolutely absurd. Like you, you, I can't even describe how great his body was and his butt was amazing. And he would wear very short shorts, shorts and very tight shirt. This was, this was pre, um, pre crop tops. Crop tops weren't really a big deal back right, then. Right. Um, Preston made, his own. All, we ever remember, made his own. Can we ever remember the pre crop top era? <laughs> This is Preston. This is just for you. Can you see? <laughs> oh. Okay, yes. yes. All right. So uh-huh. you was up in here learning how to oil a scalp in cornrow. <laughs> you were right? up here uh. learning to oil a scalp for love. Uh, Preston. What a great <laughs> time. What a great. The other thing. beautiful. Yeah. That is, oh yeah, God. a model. Uh-huh. A model. The other thing I was in my head, I was like, oh, God, am I, tw- like, Will I ever re? I, I don't think I ever. I, I have this fantasy that if I lift enough weights, I'll recapture <laughs> the body I had in my twenties. And you just saying that. The other thing I was thinking, I'm just like, oh, I'm done. Like my, I will always have this neck. This neck is unless <laughs> I have go get surgery, it. This this is my it's, neck for yeah. the rest of my life. Girl, save six thousand dollars and get that shit sucked out of your face. Like <laughs> you got to lean into what the queers are doing. We are just getting. We are just like, you know, we 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 follow the Dolly Parton. If if, if uh, Dolly Parton says if it's bagging, sagging, or dragging, I'm gonna nip it, suck it, or tuck it, and just looking. Oh my god, I love it! Look, Dolly gave us the vaccine. I trust her. <laughs> I'm I'm get I'm gonna get mine sucked out. I cannot I cannot I can't wait <laughs> to get this fucking shit sucked out of my chin. I can't wait until I have <laughs> enough downtime. Where I can go get my fucking fat pulled out of my chest. Oh, it's gonna be. It's but gonna be isn't it a long? Isn't it kind of a long? Um, what's a recovery? Because like you pretty much have to like keep it still, right? To really make sure it takes. Well, you wear a, a faha or like a face mask basically uh-huh. um, around your face, and um, and just wear it like. But I have a couple of friends who had it done. They say it's actually a pretty a pretty easy recovery. Oh, you just have good. to wear this thing a lot. For a while. Last okay. thing I'll show you. This is the outfit. I'm. This is the Halloween custom I made, Preston. I. Made wow. Okay, y'all. This is a whole nother level. It is. I made him. A, it was a houndstooth black swan moment, and yes. I even, houndstooth I even paid swan. for the materials myself, like a fucking <gasps> maniac. <laughs> now, how long? How long were you impressed in? Either how long was your love? How long were you in the orbit? Of yes, each the other? orbit of Preston. Preston and I were probably uh, fooling around on and off for maybe like, maybe like five months, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good run with a Preston. Yeah, to make yeah. a costume for someone within the first five months, though. Yeah, that's true. That's early, but yeah. that's how much. Yeah, that's what Preston yeah. gets. Shout Preston, Preston hasn't paid a bill in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, like when you're really, I mean, if you're young and hot and you're paying your own bills, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, let go of your dignity and get your fucking bills paid yes. and save your own money. Yes. Release your your sense of self righteousness. And find someone who will be, and I'm telling you, they will be more than happy to foot the bill for you and then take all of your own money that you would be spending on bills and put it in some sort of a Roth IRA or a savings (laughs) account or fucking who knows. Imagine if if I had known in my fucking 20s that I could have found some rich daddy who'd be happy to pay my bills for the next 10 years and then I would have came out with dozens of thousands of dollars. I know. Ciao. Okay, Bob's School of Accounting. Yeah. We need to just get this <laughs> to the children. We need to make this a Zoom lecture because Honey. it is so true. I remember there was this girl, I took improv with her, and she had a, 
she had a couple of daddies and she was on, I forget what the website was, maybe like Sugar Babies or it was something where she like, and I just remember because I was like, she does improv. I know she doesn't work. But when I tell you she dressed to the fucking nines. Girl, you got to use what you got to get what you and, want. And I know. Yes, and, and Gucci. Thank you. I said, literally, I was, like, I was like, what are you doing with like, a, she had like a Prada bag. We're like an improv class. I go, what you doing with this Prada bag in this improv class? And she goes, well, I have a gentleman. And all he wanted, I said, you hit the jackpot. He wanted her to put on high heels and like, what, like step on things. Not even necessarily his body, but like he just liked heels crunching and destroying shit in his apartment and then she would get all these nice things like like smash glass like mazel tov like you glass got, you got chips like things like he just wanted the crunch and the destruction of like high heels and i was just like you are a genius and she had all these things and she was basically like you know and then i just and then what she would do she would just resell them right she would get a free bag and then she would sell the bag and be like here's my money She's ahead of the curve. She's ahead of the curve. She was. She's out. I was like, you are. This was 2007. And she knew. She knew. And I'll never forget. I think about her often. I think now she's. And look, you know, and now that's. By the way, I just DM'd you on Instagram all of the pictures of Preston. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want you to see a good. I want you to get a good view of these pictures. Over the Zoom is not great. I want you to see why my obsession was so. Intense. <laughs> if suddenly Naomi's feeling a little uh, aroused later, I'll know why. I'm going to be Just following. Like, why are you following and liking all this person's <laughs> photographs? Um, um, by the way, if there's a sugar daddy out there that wants to buy us as a couple at Birkin bag, we're o- open to that. Us as a couple. <laughs> I asked Andy if I could have a if I could have a um, a man pay for my things, and he was like, no. And I was like, but why not? I was like, obviously, if he. It depends on what his parameters were, but if he was someone who was like, I would just like you to come like hang out with me and talk to me, I'd be like, sure. Why not? I understand why you wouldn't. This is not me using Bob to try to bully you. <laughs> because I'm happy to do so. <laughs> only, was- only, okay, I'll, 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 on air, I'll only allow it if I get a pair of Louboutins out of it. <laughs> We can do that for you. Well, Andy, I think you're. I think you may be uh, discounting your ability to also go out here and get Amanda buy you things as well. Like well, right now, if, if you, uh, I'm telling right now, if, I don't know what your feet look like, Andy, but there's guys on the internet who will pay a handsome good. penny to look at those. To look at those ten little piggies. They're not. They're not good. They're not good. His feet are very flat. I got flat. So feet. they're not really gonna get him. But not. No one. No one's fiending for these little piggies. <laughs> But if someone wanted to give Naomi a foot massage and then they're going to pay the light bill. Thank you. This Swallow saying. your pride and get your bills paid, honey. <laughs> Thank Ooh. you. Swallow Ooh. your pride and get your bills paid. Ooh, swallow my pride. That's the. <laughs> that's my one. Pride is my one thing. You're like, I refuse. I'll have nothing left if I swallow my pride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, now, Bob, we got some questions. These people need us, okay? And they're so lucky that they get you to help them live their life. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to answer some of these people's relationship questions. Awesome. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. 
BlueNile.com. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all-black classics to fun, expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. And we're back, Patty, with Bob the Drag Queen here to help you handle your scandal. Bob, these people come to us. They come to us every which way but loose. Okay. <laughs> We're getting voicemails. We're getting DMs. We're getting emails. 
House visitors, house calls. We're getting house uh, calls. Every 10 minutes, someone ringing the doorbell asking us for advice. Uh, let's do th- This is an easy one, I think. Let's start okay. with this. Okay. Hey, Andy and Naomi and guest. Um, quick question here. Uh, I've been dating my boyfriend for just over a year, and when we met, we were both vegetarians. And now, since then, I have started eating meat. Um, this was not an issue until recently where, um, apparently he can smell my breath or he can smell meat on my breath. So I have to brush my teeth before I can kiss him or sometimes even, um, talk closely in in close proximity or even in his direction. Um, yeah, yeah. Is this normal or, um, is this not? Okay, thanks. Bye. Can I ju- can I <laughs> Wait, what? Can I jump in? Can I jump in here? Yes. I, okay, your boyfriend's a drama queen. Can I just say that out loud right now? Your boyfriend can smell meat in your mouth because your mouth is made of meat. <laughs> you are the meat, Mary. It's your whole mouth. I I don't in my in my experience, meat does not linger that long on the breath. It sounds like your boyfriend might be trying to guilt you because he wants you to be vegetarian with him. But I don't actually believe that the meat is unless you're just unless every hour on the hour you bite into a spare rib. There probably (laughs) is not. There's probably not meat lingering on your breath. Mary, I think that you need to ask your boyfriend what's the real problem. What do we really need to talk about here? I agree because the moment he said to Hooper, he was like, he's like, and even if I talk in his direction, I said, no, no, no. It's, he's, yeah. he's asking you to social distance on some meat, and especially because I'm like, are you not brushing your teeth in general? That would be the only way. In which get case, it's still not about the meat; it's about your breath just stanking. Yeah, because it's like you. That's no way. I mean, for instance, I. I mean, you're a vegetarian. Yes. I eat meat. Yes. Um, you know. I do not taste meat on your bread. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you don't. you don't have a you don't have a roast beef sandwich from Arby's, and I'm like, and I kiss you, and I'm like, well, there's the roast beef. But there's there are certain foods, of course, where you're like, oh, I don't like the smell. Like you'll know, like if I what do we have? Like it was some some seafood something where you were like, ew, I don't like the smell of that. But I don't even think it was on my breath, just like the smell of the food in the house. Yeah, I wasn't a seafood fan before I stopped right. eating. So you're just like, oh, I don't like the smell of something. I do. I think it's like I think it's the boyfriend trying to be like. He wants to make it difficult for you so that you stop eating the meat. Also, like, how does your boyfriend navigate spaces like the world? How does he go to <laughs> restaurants? How does he talk to everyone else in his life that eats meat? Everyone. People at work, parents, siblings. <laughs> when, do they all also have to look in different directions when talking to him? He's full of shit. His friends I hate to call your boyfriend full of shit, but he's full of shit. <laughs> By the way, when you're saying snacking on a spare rib, uh, all I could imagine was someone with a bandolier of spare ribs, and they just pull one off every hour or so. Just, just a little gnaw. Nom, 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 nom. Rambo style. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. They got like a Batman thing of sauces. Oh, yeah, my God. God. That is so funny. Yeah, so you're saying, is this normal? We're saying, no, it's not. That is that is our hard it's and fast normal. rule. Is I would not normal. Yeah, maybe confront your boyfriend about I mean, I wouldn't do that. Bob, Hit him. Much more. <laughs> Hit him! <laughs> Shut it down! Uh, or if, if you don't want to confront it, I would say have some of those little breath strips with you all the time. But not 
even those are gross i hate the feeling of them they burn that's not the point the point is it's like i get it yes if i bite into a burger and you don't want me kissing you after sure no one really does anyway don't kiss me with a mouthful of burger i guess well, that's sure. the only thing i ask for don't like take a big old chop of burger <laughs> and then like spit into my mouth don't baby bird a hamburger uh-huh. in your mouth yeah. okay yeah. that's all i ask that's fair I think for anybody, but no, this is a, this is too much, and I think it's just like them being like, "Oh, I don't like, th- I don't like that he eats meat now." Is food part of their love life? What do you mean? It's Are not even. It's not even part of the, the conversation. They can't even talk while while eating exactly. the same food. So I don't exactly. think they're taking food into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just look. I'm coming up with all the possible scenarios I can think of nope. to why nope. this might be a big deal outside nope. of the very obvious one, which is the boyfriend is trying to guilt him into becoming a vegetarian again yeah oh yeah that's all it is that's all it is just guilt all right all right we handled that okay you tell us <laughs> when your boy you you call us back and you tell us what your boyfriend says let him hear this let him hear all three of us saying no 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 and then hopefully that will do it yeah in fact when, when you and your boyfriend break up tell me how that worked out <laughs> <laughs> When your uh, you, when when your when your gaslighting boyfriend finally <laughs> breaks up with you, tell me how that worked out. Ooh, the savage light of truth. <laughs> All right, I think this one's a little more serious. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm focused. Hey, Naomi and Andy. Um, I guess you can call me Ariel. Um, so my question is, I've been in a very serious four year relationship with my partner. Um, he's really great. Um, I have some issues. I basically came from a very abusive childhood. Um, I'm in therapy now, and my I was also married before to my ex, and that was also abusive, so diagnosed with a lot of things, including PTSD. And my current partner um, is very, very good with that, um, very emotional and very, like, understanding towards that. Um, and he's also in therapy as well, so um, yay, therapy. Um, so yeah, anyway, my problem is I'm a very big, I have a very big commitment problem where I freak out. <laughs> if I sense anything wrong in a relationship, I'm usually out of there. I'm also like really bad at committing to like other things too, but especially in relationships. So anyway, <laughs> long story short, me and my partner, we actually got a together we bought a house which is super big for me um even me and my ex-husband we didn't have a house or kids um so we have this house together everything's going fine but we kind of dipped into a little bit of a depression um especially on his end um which is why he's in therapy and basically he he's very much a tech head and his job is um in tech so he loves all those you know, fun toys and fit. Um, you can tell I'm very knowledgeable. Um, so he actually plays video games all day, every day, including at work. I see he has like five, uh, like three screens set up in his office, and one of them has the game, his little computer games. Um, so he either does that, and if he's not playing video games, he's playing poker. And he doesn't really do anything else around the house um, unless he's asked, which is very annoying because I feel like we're in, like, a 50s, like, bad sitcom where I'm like, you want to check out the trash? And he's like, oh, okay, and, you know, all the old ball and staying. And I just don't want to be that person. 
Um, but I really do love him. But I don't – this has been going on for years now. Mm. Um, but long story short, I just want to know, what should I do to, like, approach a subject? I've talked about it in therapy. And she's really, like, team Ariel and basically, like – you know, you need to talk to him, which I have talked to him, and nothing really changes. He doesn't see the problem with it. He thinks, well, as long as I'm, you know, doing the things that you asked me to, and he'll, like, mow the lawn sometimes, and, like, if there's bags sometimes. by the door, like, trash bags will take that out. So he's like, you know, I do help. and But I just want him to, like, think about it on his end and clean the house. Like, we bought this house together, and he... It doesn't seem like he's taking pride in it. And, like, when we had an apartment before, he said the reason why he didn't clean and he was, like, you know, doing video, playing video games and playing poker was because he, you know, he didn't, like, own the house. But now we own this house and he's doing the same thing. And I'm afraid that it's never going to change no matter how many times I ask him, should I get over it? Because he is great in every other single way possibly like just amazing amazing guy or it's every other way like, i don't know how should i approach this i need your help okay thanks bye sorry this is so long ended this is <laughs> that was no. very long winded <laughs> <laughs> like, no bob ah. i feel like this is the the answer might be easy although maybe the... we need you to be direct because i think my impulse is something that will not be pleasant to hear like my reaction is like when you say somebody like he's great in every other way, but you're saying he doesn't do anything around the house unless you play until he's in, and, and he video plays games. video games all the time. Now, for uh, such a long message, I would like to think that if there was something else he was doing that was good, you would have told me. But you didn't include it. Maybe he's great at eating mm. ass. Maybe he's great at eating ass. <laughs> Maybe you know he's emotionally open, but. So, I don't know. I, I think it's also to me, like, whenever I hear, like, video games all the time, I really am, like, not into it. I have a hard time being, like, on whoever whoever side that is. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, really. It, it, it sounds like you're – okay, you know, when I when I first started dating Jacob, Jacob used to walk into the living room, and he would um take off his uh, – he would change clothes, but, like, at the door. Like he'd walk in and take off his pants and his shirt and his shoes and then go put on something comfortable for the house. But he would leave his pants. I mean, it would it, it would look like 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 the movie Taken. Like, right. Taken. like it'd be like it, it was like vanished. Like everything just like crumpled. You know, you remember right. that movie with the, with the with the monsters in the dark and they would, they would shine the light and the lights would. You remember that movie? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, and they would just be like a puddle of whatever. I'm left. thinking Left Behind. That yeah, that no, Left Behind. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Left Left Behind Rapture style or like that movie with the, anyway. And I told my mom and I said, Mom, J- this drives me crazy when Jacob does this. And she goes, Well, have you mentioned it to him? I said, Yeah. But he keeps doing it. And she was like, well, you better get into it because if he's doing this, he's been doing it way before he met you. He's probably going to be doing it for a long time. This mm-hmm. is a part of who Jacob is. And then I just said, you know, I'm just going to pick up Jacob's clothes and move them. And it really doesn't bother me that much. Like, mm-hmm. I would like for him to do do it the way I want him to do it. But the truth is, it really doesn't bother me that much. Like, it, I, I, I just pick him up and I move the clothes to the room. And it's not a big deal because Jacob is funny. He is smart. My family loves him. I love him. We, 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 we get along. We're amazing friends. Like he's, he's, he just like, he's great in every other way. So I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. So you have to give yourself a pros and cons list or, or, um, you know, figure out how much 
how many points this is like how much does this really bother you versus is he funny do your friends like him does your family love him is he emotionally available to you or is he great in bed does he help you with everything does he does he you know does he help help in other ways that, that feel mm-hmm. supportive to you um and i think that if he's playing video games all the time i mean every i'm trying to imagine someone who's like on in the house playing video games and on their computer at work playing video games then in the phone and the uber playing video games (laughs) and um it sounds like it's just something he really loves to do he just obviously really loves video games and i do think asking someone to do something that they asking someone to stop doing something to make that brings them joy i don't even know if it does bring them joy it could be a bit of a area of contention but it's also okay to ask for things you ask you want as well like if you want more attention it's okay to say hey i would like some more is there any way that um is there any way that maybe instead of playing video games tonight you and i could have a dinner yeah. you and i could watch a movie you and i can go for a walk you yeah. know yeah i mean i was gonna say that like that's it and that's why i'm like okay because ariel didn't say he plays video games instead of spending time with me. Cause like, that's the question, right? Like, is it video games above all else? Or is yeah. it like just whenever you look over, there's a video game. Cause there is a difference, right? Like meaning if, if it's like, if you're like, Oh, we can't have a conversation. Cause he up here playing poker. That's different than just poker's his thing. The way some people like to read. I mean, Lord knows I play game games on my phone all the time, but I, it's mm-hmm. like almost like, but for me, it's not, it's almost like a disassociating or like a relaxing thing, you know, because like the game mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. It's just like a thing to do with my hands. You might as well be doing a Zen garden. Yeah, it's just like something to kind of do with my hands when my brain is thinking about other stuff. And so, so and for instance, like, you know, if you come in and you're like, I want to talk to you, I'm not like, stop it, I'm playing. <laughs> I play gardenscapes, get out of here. <laughs> like, you would, I wouldn't do that. And so if that's not what it is, I think when it comes, though, as you said, as you said, she was like, this is the way he is. Because I think... When they were in the apartment, it was just an excuse. You know, yeah. he was like, he's like, well, I don't do stuff because it's not ours. And it's well, like, well, now weird, it's. That's, awesome. that's a weird excuse, too. Well, I mean, I know. But it's, I'm like, but my point is like, you don't want to do it. You're lazy. You don't want to like do chores. <laughs> like, like, just, yeah. like, Who like, wants to do chores? They're not fun. You put a podcast in your ears and you wash the goddamn dishes. <laughs> I know. But like, yeah. I think if you've been in a relationship with somebody long enough, who doesn't? Right. You know, if you just hold out, that person's going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it's like... I know, but, like, I always roll my eyes at these kind of, like, 1950s type things. And also, what video games is this guy playing? Is he playing, like, shooting games? Because then I'd just be worried. <laughs> Report him to the FBI. And He's no, I don't... I am a socialist. I don't support the FBI. Get over <laughs> it, everyone, all right? They're murderers. I'm just saying... Oh, my God. Andy just said, call the cops on a black person. Oh, my God. Report, <laughs> report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's one of these shooty games, then shooty. Okay, Grandma, shooty games. <laughs> well, as someone who, Mario as someone who does something. play video, as someone who does play video games, I play like Smash Brothers and and the good ones. Yes, there. I also play Fortnite. I hate to tell you, but I also play Fortnite. Fortnite. What is that? And I don't even know what that is. It's, it's, very it shooty. is a, it is a quote shooty game, <laughs> but it's it is about as it's about as friendly as a shooty game can be. It's, it's like it's the Disney version of shooty games. It's not Call of Duty. And you know, <laughs> That's when the ones me, I was talking about when me and my boyfriend started dating, I was I was obsessed with this game called Piano Tiles, and I couldn't. It was on the what? phone. It was it was like Guitar Hero, but oh, for okay. but for your phone, it was yeah. pianos instead, and you had to. Hit, and I was like, I could not stop playing this game, <laughs> and um, 
there was times where he was like, hey, I want to hang out with you. And then I had to be like, oh, you know, I have been playing piano tiles for six hours. <laughs> I think that you and I could probably maybe hang out a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, there's a small chance. Have you ever have you ever tried playing games with him? Oh, That's true. damn. That's true. It's so funny. I I don't I don't um what's the word? I don't have the Dexterity. The dexterity for games. Like Andy will play stuff and then I just am literally so I'm like, wait, what are we doing? How many times do you have to hit him until you beat him? Like I don't like, have, have the patience. Ever, have you ever tried? And I don't want I like no, I don't no, know. I, I play forty minutes a day while I'm on the exercise bike and that's my that's that's my video game time. What games do you play? Uh uh right now I'm playing Monster Hunter Rise. I'm fighting you, you, giant monsters, giant kaiju. But before you were playing like Zelda Breath of the, Breath Wild. Of the Wild, they're like that's long. Why, that's uh, why I got the great game. Long Breath of the Wild. Great that's game. Zelda is but a great pretty, game. It's very pretty, but then also my problem with Zelda is that I feel like I don't like these games where you have to like do real life things. Like, like cooking. he was, yeah, he was always trying to make a stew. Bob, that's just life. Yeah, they they just made Sims really fancy is all they've done. <laughs> it was like, do you have the ingredients for your mushroom stew? And then if you didn't have ingredients, you have to go get them. And I was like, this is just like going to the grocery store. Uh, Breath <laughs> of the Wild is a great game. That's the thing. When it came to Breath of the Wild, like me and my partner both know when the new one comes out, which they've been threatening to bring it out for years now. Once it comes out, we're just gonna we're just gonna need a month to play this game and then <laughs> then we'll be back to life as as usual but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna need this month to play breath of the wild i'm so sorry oh it is very zen though the music was good i always felt like i was in a like a spa the music oh, yeah when i when you mm. i would come back like i was like okay i love this breath of the wild moment and then i just the ocarina of time the ocarina of time gets you together oh uh, yeah just, all the zeldas i love all the zeldas okay but okay but I, I think the crux of this thing, though, is the chores thing, is the, like, not um, helping out with the household stuff. Well, you got to make a damn chore wheel, put it on the put it on the fridge or whatever, and go, I need you to do this by X day. Like, I need you to do it by Wednesday, whether that is, like, right now or tomorrow, just get it done by Wednesday for me. Because it does sound like this is somebody, he, he does what is asked of him. Yeah. And and maybe maybe it's little rules, like, you know, in my house, growing up, we had a rule called you top it off, you drop it off, meaning if you... Whenever, whatever piece of trash breaks the seal of the trash can, and also there was a hard and fast rule, no smushing the trash <laughs> down oh, no. so that you're not the one. No, or if, that's or ours. The, Smash it down oh, until there's a diamond down there. <laughs> or, 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 if, or if the rule is like, um, you know, every night wash dishes. Like I cook, you wash, or you cook, I wash, or I'll do the trash and you do the do the thing. And you just every day make it a daily reprieve. If it's a daily reprieve, then it's hard to fall out of the habit if you really make it an everyday thing. And some people saying. some people genuinely do need reminders. Some people yeah. genuinely need reminders. And maybe he's one of those folks. Cause it, it sounds like when you ask him he does it. I it, it also sounds like you said that he when you ask him he's like, oh my nagging wife. And that's I don't I would be like, I don't like when you describe me exactly. as a nagging wife. That that yep. that doesn't that doesn't feel nice. Yep. yep. It doesn't feel nice when I'm trying to improve our house and I ask you to help and then you say that I'm nagging you. That right. that doesn't feel good when you, when you say that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like we share this, not just the mortgage but the space. So I'm going to need you yeah. to put the put the put the time in. But also though when you talk about commitment, Ariel's saying that they have commitment issues, but I'm like, you bought property with this person. I was like, that's the same thing as like getting married. I'm like, to me it's not a commitment issue. I don't think you not liking 
him not doing chores means you are not committed. Are both of you on the mortgage? Because if not, kick him out. <laughs> yeah. I also just remember, I just remember how much, like, Ariel dropped so much on us. There was the commitment issues. There was the past relationships. Yes. There was the trauma. There's the... There's the video games. Yes. There's the chores. There was there was a lot in that yes. very long message. A lot, yes. and I don't even know that we have the the capacity or the uh, resources to attack all these issues. <laughs> well, I think Ariel was giving us was setting the table to be like, am I being too like if, if I have commitment problems, am I being too harsh on him? Right, and it's like no, and also it's like you know you want you want somebody to clean up. I think what can happen though when you do have that background is that you don't trust yourself. And so you end up in these where you're like, well, okay, this person is like nice to me, certainly different than previous partners right. and their respect for me. Should I just be, should I just be, have that and not worry about the fact that, you know, he's messy or plays video games. And it's like, or Castlevania occupies his mind 24 seven, 24 seven Castlevania. And it I'm also like, kind of sounds like you're trying to break up with him. Like it kind of sounds like you're like, you're like, I have commitment issues. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what is your issue? Like. I'm 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 not I'm wondering what do you mean commitment issues I don't I don't hear any commitment issues are you are you wondering if you if you need to be with this person I don't know I I'm I'm making a lot of really bold assumptions about you and your relationship with your partner but what I will recommend is that you both engage in some open and honest communication and I think that you should let him know how it feels when you have to encourage him to clean the house and let him know how it feels when he says that you're nagging and then ask him how he feels. When you ask these things, how do you feel when this happens? How do you feel when you play video games? How do you feel when I, you know, ask them? Maybe you'll learn something really interesting. And also, too, because you said you're both in therapy, why don't y'all try a little couples therapy? Not just writing into the podcast couples therapy, but actually getting a, th like, just because you may just want a person, you know, maybe a few sessions where you just kind of talk some of this out with a third person yeah. who can just kind of be like, this is what he's saying, this is what she's saying, this is yeah. what you guys can do. That's like 99% of our couples therapy yeah. is just our therapist, like, translating stuff, and then us realizing, oh, yeah, we're on the same page. We're or him being like, these are the steps you can take. Like, okay, it sounds like this is what's up why don't you try doing x see how that works for y'all do you ever have do you do therapy bob i do not do therapy and i really should I, I really think that more black people need to go to therapy but for some reason we just do not be up in therapy we do not be therapizing ourselves we need to therapize and i'm telling you you know you can find that slide and scale i stand by it i just i like am looking for a new person i just started with somebody who i'm like i think she's all right you know, I have parameters. I'm very difficult. It's hard right now getting these therapists. These therapists mm -hmm. are busy blessed right now. <laughs> the, the pandemic has been their time. Yeah, I need I need to my, my partner Ezra has a therapist that he talks to like every week. I'm like, this is really but he's also <laughs> he's and, and it shows like in his behavior, like you I was gonna say Ezra's a good partner. Hey, it's like you're clearly a person going through therapy. Good for you, baby. <laughs> you are great. <laughs> Also, if this relationship, Ariel's relationship, is like a kind of 1950s-esque one, I say, Lysistrata. Lysistrata? <laughs> How do you do it? I say, withhold until he does the chores. Oh, gross. Now, that's mind games. I mean, Lysistrata's <laughs> a great piece of Greek theater, but I, I don't know that I'm going to uh, tell you to uh, start, uh, you know, withholding pussy until... Uh, <laughs> until <laughs> So, oh, uh, that was the phrase in my head, and I could not say it out loud. Withhold uh, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bob, thank you so, so much for coming and visiting us on the pod. This has been a magical, magical hour. It's been an absolute pleasure. Shout out to Noah. Shout out to Noah. Shout out to Noah. Noah, thank you so much for uh, connecting me. And, you know, I remember telling Noah that I really uh, I really admire your work. And, and, uh, oh. and, and you know how you know someone by their, in, by their Instagram name? Yeah. So I was calling you Black Dress. <laughs> I'm on her. And he I'm was like, her. I just, he was like, I just don't feel like I can call her Black Dress. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick with Naomi. But I, I but now that now that we have uh, inter- intertwined, yes, Naomi, it is. Yes, absolutely. And we know so many comedy people. You were just doing the Netflix festival show, and your friends with Mateo. When I was always seeing you yeah. on Mateo's page, and I was like, oh my god, finally. Is this it is Naomi good. or Naomi? Naomi. How do you feel about people who call you are, are they, or when people like Naomi? Yeah, I don't, I don't correct them though. I kind of am like, whatever. I know who you're talking to. If they get yeah. a paragon right, you're like, less. I mean, if they can get a paragon, <laughs> just like, do whatever you want. Uh, they um, well, they, thank you all for having me. This has been very fun. You're the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.